Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz right here on TuneIn, Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, and on the biggest podcast platform, which is iHeartRadio, as well as on Block Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez here, episode 298, approaching 300, which is huge for us. I want to thank everybody out there that has uh, shared a, our link, uh, contributed to the shares on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else, and listened to over 200 episodes that we've put together with the uh, talented coaches players, all-stars, uh, a lot of history in terms of the podcast covering women's American football, and not just in the States, but overall internationally as well. So thank you, everybody there. We're close to 300. Really proud of that. Um, you know, thanks to all my co-hosts as well over the times that we've done this show and to obviously Zazzle uh, to support the, ca- uh, the cause to keep the podcast on and Block Talk Radio for our major platform and then expanding out to the rest of the platform. So uh, today we have a big show. And we have the another Hall of Famer, and it's going to be Shelly Hewitt of the uh, Jacks Dixie Blues, as well as the uh, North Florida Pumas, a uh, legendary player as well. And she's going to be coming in here and kind of chiming in as, in terms of what's going to happen uh, in terms of the Vegas uh, date, which is the Hall of Fame event, December 4th through the 8th. Uh, and then we're also going to ha- talk to Move the Ball uh, author, and that's Jennifer Garrett. And the second hour, so our No Joke Football Huddle is going to start 15 minutes after today, and that'll be uh, Shelly Hewitt. And then we're going to be talking to Jennifer Garrett at the second hour, uh, 15 minutes after the second hour. We're also going to have Louise Bean in the house here. Uh, We are not going to have uh, Holly Custis or Mackenzie Brooks today, but we are still going to be talking college football. We're also going to be talking NFL, a big weekend in the NFL, uh, Green Bay edges Carolina on Thursday night. Uh, Sunday night, Minnesota goes into Dallas and puts up a good fight against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, just uh, they should have won that, but they didn't. So it goes to show uh, Minnesota's on the right track here. And then uh, Monday night, what a thriller at Levi Stadium. Overtime, it is a NFC West battle, divisional battle, and that was a nail-biter. Came down to the best kicker there on, in terms of the last minute. Uh, a lot of banged up players on the San Francisco side as well as Seattle. And we're into week uh, 10 now, so everybody's banged up. Everybody's got injuries, so there's really no excuses for that. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, one team made more plays than the other. Uh, another, another factor was drop balls, penalties, et cetera, you name it. And it boils down to where Seattle now uh, is the front runner in the NFC West, uh, given the fact that they beat the Rams as well, and they've beaten the Niners now. San Francisco goes into uh, Arizona this coming next week, which is a a crucial matchup for them uh, in terms of what they get to see again. And they'll get to see probably the likes of of another uh, Russell Wilson in a way, uh, Kyle Murray there in Arizona. So we're going to be talking NFL week 11 as well. So Pitt versus Cleveland on Thursday night on Sunday night, it's going to be Chicago against LA. Hopefully it's not a dud the way those two teams are playing right now. And Monday night, it's going to be the Chiefs taking on the Chargers, AFC West clash, and that could be a good one. 
a really close rankings there. We're also going to be kind of chiming into the college football week 11 scene, the rankings as well. Uh, the playoff updated rankings are up. LSU, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, and Clemson, uh, literally top four for the college football rankings. So we'll dive into that also. But congratulations, first and foremost, to the Berno Amazons over in uh, the Czech Republic. Berno Amazons win their fourth consecutive Rose Bowl title and third undefeated season, and they defeated the Warsaw Sirens 26-18, to a very close matchup. These two teams had battled all season long in the Czech Republic. Uh, Warsaw really played tough the last matchup, and they were neck and neck. Uh, but Berno still etched them. And this is for the final. We said coming in here, the Sirens really needed to step up, and they did step up, and they just get edged here, 26-18. to 18. What a great season for the um, Warsaw Sirens, a great addition to the Czech Republic uh, League. And so we'll, hopefully we'll see them back next season, and it looks like that's going to be the case. And what a, what a great season, first season in the Czech Republic, and they go to the finals. Uh, and they get beat, obviously, by the best team in the Czech Republic. So that's, an, you know, nothing bad at that point. Just a growing pains for them for next season and more hunger and maybe to overtake the Amazons as well. Uh, there was an event, obviously, uh, this weekend. It was the Titans versus the Chiefs at Nissan Stadium. But we had WFA teams and USWSFL teams there playing after the game. It was the WFA Misfits versus the Derby City Dynamite and the Knoxville Lightning versus the Colorado, I mean, the Columbus Vanguards. And then we had the Tri-City Thunder of the USWSFL against the River City Sting. You can get the lowdown at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties there. Some of the highlights and uh, we shared some of the photos that some of the players have contributed onto their social pages. So it was a great event. Uh, the, they played right after the uh, Titans and Chiefs. So shout out to the WFA and the USWSFL for putting up a great show out there, kind of showcasing the sport uh, in the biggest stage, which is at Nissan Stadium. So uh, another news bombshell yesterday, Coach Dion Lee on his fourth quarters uh, over at J.C. Hawks Radio. If you guys don't listen to that, J.C. Hawks Radio and uh, Coach Johnson as well and Coach Stone. There's a lot of lineups there. You can go to at jchawks.com. And Coach Lee last night, um, bombshell news uh, announces that he will be leading and coaching head coach of the WNFC Las Vegas Silver Stars. That right there just puts a really a uh, uh, watch on the radar for the rest of the WNFC teams because he's had a proven record in other leagues prior to even coming here and he's a longtime tenure in women's tackle football. He used to be the coach of the Las Vegas Showgirls and he also had an amazing record in Legends Football League with the Las Vegas Sin. So uh, Coach Dion Lee leading the Las Vegas Silver Stars into the WNFC 2020 campaign. Huge news. And beware for WNFC West Coast teams because I believe this uh, Silver Stars team of 2020 will be much improved uh, given his track record. So congratulations to Dion Lee there and the Silver Stars for acquiring a coach that's going to be uh, elevating their game in 2020 for the WNFC. Staying with the WNFC news, uh, partners, uh, WNFC partners with iFundWomen uh, to help with their fundraising to showcase a uh, TV show, Women's Tackle Football Show for 2020. Uh, it will be on, obviously, U2 America. 
and that's the coverage that they will get. So that's the platform that they want to work with. Um, we'll see how that pans out. You can get the details right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Paradigm Beauties. Um, it was announced yesterday by the WNFC, and uh, the, you know, they're partnering with iFund Women. So it's a great organization for them to help them with fundraising to try to showcase a show on YouTube uh, America for the 2020 campaign. You can also subscribe to WNFC Mobile uh, to get all the updates for the 2020 season. Uh, about $20 or so for the WNFC Mobile. So you can go to WNFCfootball.com. You can go to the w, uh, WNFC on Facebook, on Instagram, and you get the link there, and you can sign up for the uh, deal, which is WNFC Mobile deal, $19.99. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, announcement also made, uh, thanks to Ellie White over in, um, uh, over in Costa Rica and over in the Panama area in Central America, to be precise. And she's our network partner out there. And so she's announcing America's Bowl confirms uh, there's a Chile team that will be uh, put together, a Mexican combined team with Costa Rica, the uh, AFE U.S. All-Stars uh, Honduras team will be there as well. And those are the teams that are announced for the America's Bowl 2020. That will be in March of 2020. So as the event comes closer, we will get you details plus the links and everything else of what's happening there. So an exciting first time in Central America where we're going to have an actual tournament of tournaments. It's not um, a tournament that is uh, basically IFAB kind of ruled or anything. It's an ind independent tournament, but it's an exciting uh, way to combine a lot of the countries there. Uh, interested to see Brazil should be coming on board as far as I knew. Uh, there's a couple more teams that are going to be announced. So it's going to be a pretty big tournament over in uh, Honduras to showcase some of the best teams or all-stars in those areas, Central America, and obviously Mexico and the United States coming along as well. So really awesome uh, tournament that's going to be happening down in Honduras. And then uh, the tryouts are still going on for WFA and WNFC. So if you guys are interested in hooking up with a team nearby, you go to WFAProFootball.com and you get the regional teams plus states. You get the emails, everything there. Check out the teams in your region. Um, and then also WNFCfootball.com, the 20 teams there as well. WFA has over 60 teams, so you should be able to hook up with one of those teams as well. So you go to WFAProFootball.com, and you also go to WNFCfootball.com. Uh, if you want to get hooked up with any team in the Midwest, USWSFLfootball.com as well. So let's bring in uh, Luis Bean here, and we're going to be talking. Hey, Luis, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, did you watch the Monday night game, Louise? Pretty cool, huh? I did. The sec <clears throat> I was able to watch the second half. That was a great game. I mean, it didn't start off that way, but then it got going good. And uh, it's funny that the kicker for San Fran, you know, the he wasn't even playing football last week, and so I thought he was going to be the hero. He made the first kick, but he missed the second one. So, um uh, you know, uh, Russell, he's just he's just making his claim on MVP status. So, great game. Too bad, uh, too bad for Holly. But yeah, I don't know if he, I don't know if Russell played that great. I don't think the quarterbacks even played that great. Um, it was just a mess offensively on both sides. I really think the defenses on both sides stepped up. Really made it an interesting game that way. Um, but you know, in the end, he was the one that kind of got them into that range 
and the better kicker won the game. That's the, that's yeah. the way it looked at because both sides were banged up yesterday. Injuries were on uh, took its toll on San Francisco. There's a, a couple injuries on Seattle. So you know it's week ten. Everybody's banged up now. Going into the next couple of weeks, it's really an issue of who's going to step up, right, from the taxi squad or from you know the practice squad, as an example. There's gonna, they're going to be looking for players at this point. So, uh, but it was a great win for Seattle, who now basically gets the edge in the NFC West because they beat the Rams, they've beaten uh, the Niners, and I did they beat Carolina, um, Arizona? I believe they have they played Arizona. I'm not I, to find out, but well, I, I know that they, if they did, they beat them because uh, yeah. Arizona has six losses and they haven't. So I mean, only Seattle's got to. Yeah, Seattle's got to feel real good right now because, you know, they're they're in that in that hunt right now and they own the West tiebreaker. So, they got to just you know stay on message and try to do that. Um, the, Luis Minnesota, you know, edges uh, Dallas, and so you know Minnesota keeps making that strong effort, and I think that they have, they know how to win at this point, and they didn't even have all their weapons there that that played well. Diggs didn't play well. Thielen. You know, they didn't have really much weapons there. Cookie didn't even play that well. Um, Dallas, I mean, what, they're calling for Jason Garrett's head again? Is this just kind of like every other week, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, that's every other week. Well, Dallas starts off slow, and it's not good. And that's a lot of people perceive that as a coaching issue. And they only got 50 yards rushing, which is about 100 yards below their average, or 100 they usually average about 150. So they only got 50. Ezekiel Elliott just didn't get his yards. Um, I felt like at the end of the game that they just kept trying to give it to him, and he just wasn't getting anything towards the end of the game when they had a chance to go up. Um, and they just didn't get it. So, uh, But Amari Cooper had some great catches, like holy moly. Oh, yeah. Almost horizontal yep. catching with your feet inbounds. I mean, there was some good football, um, but uh, and Dak had some good plays, and um, but Kirk Cousins also had some good throws and good plays. So I just thought it was an entertaining game, just an entertaining game. Obviously, I want Dallas to win, but uh, right now they're still okay in their division. So yeah, no, I, I think it, you know both sides. That's why I'm saying it's like it, it wasn't a bad game. It was just like who wins, right? It was like a, a real tough edge game because n- neither side was playing outstanding football, but you got to credit the defenses. Mm-hmm. They did keep them somewhat in check. Um, they only, you know, mm-hmm. obviously holding everybody to 28 points. That's not, it's not a bad deal. Um, Green Bay, once again, Green Bay, what do we say to the Panthers? Because now the Panthers are literally just McCaffrey's team. There's no quarterback. It's just either they <laughs> run the ball and if you can stop McCaffrey, just like the Niners did, uh, you pretty much Carolina is really a one man show on offense now. Well, I like the fact that McCaffrey's doing well and that he's – I mean, he is their kind of one-man show, but they still didn't po- punch it in at the end. And uh, by that point, there was snow and and Green Bay – that's what Green Bay's all about is uh, – those, those fans there, they're like the best because they don't even care. Like everywhere else around the world except maybe Buffalo, they'd be like, no, we're not going. But, no, in Green Bay and Buffalo, they go. And they sit in the snow and whatever it takes. So, um, but they didn't get in. You got to get in at the end. So, Rogers wasn't that great, but they still won. So, well, I can tell you right now, he knows he's just getting by. 
<laughs> you can tell him when he, he's doing <laughs> interviews. He's like, well, this is this is a good win, right? He, he knows he's getting by <laughs> week to week. Yeah, yeah. And given the fact that the Bears are horrible, and given the fact that the Lions are just miserable now, and the only real competition is the Vikings, they just got to keep toe-to-toe with the Vikings, basically, and that's what they're doing, really. Well, and their quarterback, I mean, he threw for over 300 yards, but he had two turnovers. So, yeah. They, two turnovers is going to cost you the game in a tight game like this when you're playing at uh, away. So, yeah. But I like McCaffrey. Yeah, was, I just like I like him. Yeah, no, I I enjoy McCaffrey. I'm just saying, um, I hope you know Carolina doesn't become one dimensional without anything else at this point, and that's what it looks like. And their defense is only going to take them so far at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta pulls a win out against the Saints, which is kind of shocking in that regard. Um, six sacks on Breeze. I, I don't know if if New Orleans or Sean Payton really made a good call there. I mean, they were riding really well with Bridgewater. You could have just held Breeze until like another two or three weeks, right? And then just bring him in. But I mean, that's their decision, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Breeze is Breeze, and some of the Bridgewater games were pretty close wins. It was not like they were scoring a ton of points. And you expect sure. Atlanta was allowing thirty points a game, so you're thinking, hey, this is this is Breeze's game. I mean, this is their chance. It's, they should have done better. They just didn't do better. It's probably because they didn't play my Taysom Hill very much. So, um, sure. but I mean that don't. I mean that's probably the reason, don't you think? Um, so, that is the reason. Uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, that's uh, Sean Payton's problem. But yeah, but they got killed really in the NFL. Twenty-six to nine. That's that's a big margin. Maybe in college it it's is. not so much, but in the pros that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um. Let's go into the huddle. It's sponsored by Zazzle.com. You go to Zazzle right now up to uh, November 13th, 40% off. It's our best sale of the season. You can get the modern no-joke football shirts, just the one you have, Luis, and everybody else is sporting. Um, you can also get everything else on Zazzle, 40% off, so gifts as well. If you don't like something in our shop, um, it's really awesome time. It's uh, basically Christmas time for gifts and stuff like that, so 40% off. Use the code cards and more and get 40% off at checkout. So check it out. The link uh, at Zazzle.com or slash Gridiron Beauties. All right, let's go into the huddle. We're going to be talking to another uh, Hall of Fame inductee, which is Shelly Hewitt of the Jacks, Dixie Blues, and uh, North Florida Pumas. Let's bring her in here uh, in the house. Hi, Shelly. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys today? We're doing great. We're talking Good. NFL. Crazy weekend. It's crazy. I'm not following it too much. I'm actually still reeling off the LSU-Alabama game. My Tigers uh, <laughs> took over that night. <laughs> well, I can tell you uh, that was an awesome game. That was just an amazing uh, atmosphere. Uh, they deserve the win. You know, it's just that's just what, what you do. You just put, pull it out and get it done. And that's exactly what they did. I think Coach O's got a really good team this year. He's uh, he's really been grooming these guys and doing a great job. And I know for me, I'm, I'm again, I'm reeling in the in the win. It was a hell of a fight. Um, there was a it was a slugfest to be honest with you. And I got a little nervous there at the end. Alabama did what they're good at, and they they came back and showed up. But we held them. Yeah, um, Shelly, what do you think of the rankings? Pretty good rankings at this point. They got uh, I think they have LSU. They got Ohio State. Uh, they got Clemson. So, I mean, the rankings have kind of shifted now. So, the road for Alabama just, just basically 
just got flipped over. Now they really got to, you know, get some wins or impressive wins from, from what I read from all the, you know, poll takers and stuff. Yeah, I think that, honestly, I think the, the poll looks good. Um, I, I mean, I might have uh, a little wavering with Ohio State, but to be honest with you, I feel like it's pretty fair. Um, I probably would have maybe pushed Alabama down a little bit further, but I might have some personal vendetta on that. So, <laughs> But I, it looks good. I, yeah. I think the records look pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, Shelly, uh, you get the call and a lot of votes for you, and you get it. You get the nod to go to Vegas, and what a better place to go to get inducted into the Hall of Fame but Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> Who says going to Disney World is a thing to do? Go to Vegas. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's just to go to Vegas. Hey, you get to go to Vegas to the Hall of Fame, not Canton, but Vegas. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> a little more exciting, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit more exciting than uh, – yeah, exactly. Um so what did you think of, uh, you know, a lot of you've, – you've been in, in women's football for a long time, um, and so uh, it's got to excite you now, right, where we're at in terms of where we stand right now. Two top leagues, they're both competing to get better and get more, you know, more attention to our sport. Um, it's competition on both sides, you know, the largest league for the last couple of years, and then all of a sudden we get WNFC coming in here in the last two years here uh, or year and a half. Um, I mean, you've seen it all before, right? You've seen every, you've seen the puzzles, you've seen the teardowns and resurfacing and everything else. So, what's your feeling of the state of the game, in other words? Oh, it's come a long way. Um, I think, honestly, from 20 years ago to now, um, I think many of us, I would say that in this class and, and before, probably would agree that we've seen a major shift. Um, it's been a struggle, I think, for many years, and it's goes to say that the work that so many people have put into, I think, professionalizing and, and trying to validate women's football, it's, it's starting to come to fruition. I'm excited to see that um, growth in leagues um, exponentially. I think from a business perspective, it's nice to see some of these leagues really doing some really big things. Um, I've been able to be a part of just about every league, I think, that's popped up. And uh, mm-hmm. these last couple of leagues are really showing – what they're capable of doing. Shelly, you were in WNFC with the North Florida Pumas. Uh, first season was pretty exciting. Uh, we got, you know, w, WNFC TV, which is kind of like NFL red zone in a way, uh, you know, on a obviously lower scale than anything. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. pretty exciting to have fans and family and everybody else be able to watch on the go on your mobile device. And that, I think that was a game changer. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's those types of things. I mean, obviously, technology is big. Um, I'm, I'm in the field now, and it's nice to see the leagues that are, I, I think, that have withstood the test of time, um, have a lot to prove. But at the same time, I think the WNFC, in my opinion, is doing some really big things from, from the business down. And I think that they're looking for um, the right partners to do that. And obviously – everybody's on their mobile devices all the time and to be able to have something like that available is, is it's, it's a big step. It's key to getting us mobile. It's as simple as that. If, if we can watch women's football on our phones, wherever we are, then um, I, I think that's going to help with the growth of the sport. Shelly, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you know, the, the story about you, because you've seen a lot of, you know, in Florida as well, and you've seen, like I said, different leagues come and go, and 
What's what's your experience? I mean, how did you get into the sport in terms of interest into the sport? Um, I played flag football for a while um, and then heard, ironically, just uh, I heard from a friend that there was a team in Daytona. So I did some tracking and uh, sent them an email actually inquiring about it. They invited me down for, they were already in uh, their preseason. They invited me down for practice. I uh, went down there, attended practice, and by the end of practice, they invited me to be a part of the team. And um, I think from that point on, the rest of my football career was uh, game-changing for me. Um, started there, and then uh, that team did not last um, as a lot of startup teams do, and then many of the players uh, shifted over to Orlando, and uh, I went with them. Played with that team in an exhibition season, um, both as a defensive player, um, the linebacker for the Daytona team, and the defensive end for the Orlando team, and then commuting um, from Jacksonville to these cities um, two to three times a week and on the weekends. And then Jacksonville started a team, and I was really excited to not have to make that commute. And mm-hmm. was with uh, the, uh, the inception of the Jacksonville Dixie Blues, stayed with them for, um, well, my, most of my major, the, you know, the majority of my career was with the Dixie Blues. I played with them for um, 12 years and then coached with them for a couple of years and then made the shift to the Pumas. Now the the Puma see, the Puma starting was pretty interesting because you guys were in the USWSFL right uh, for a couple seasons there. So how was that changed? I mean, different from being from coming from the WFA for most of the time. Uh, it's just a different format in a smaller a smaller league, but um, at least in my opinion, well run. It worked well for uh, what the Pumas were trying to accomplish. I think it was an ideal format for, uh, for the team to join. And it, it did, it, it fared very well for us at the time. And we were very successful in the league. I think it was a, a very groundbreaking for a, a startup team to be able to, to come out pretty successful. Uh, the first year was a bit of a struggle, but second year we turned around and were able to, um, make it in the championship. It's, it's, it's exciting to, to, I think, start things from the ground up um, and finally see the uh, fruits of your labor, you know. Shelly, what do you think of the coaching uh, pedigree now? Because we have a lot of tenured players, 10 years, 12. You know, we talked to Lisa last weekend, and we've talked to previous players. Now everybody's getting into, you know, the coaching ranks or opportunities like, you know, like Phoebe Sketzer's got now and uh, Callie Brownson's got, uh, Jennifer King. So there's a lot of opportunity now for the older players or the past generation, in other words, to really, you know, make a name for themselves, not just on a women's tackle football team, but maybe on a high school, you know, divisional high programs or even in college, you know, between Division One and Division Three. So the opportunities are kind of just uh, a lot better now than they were before. And I think a, as a player, former player, uh, there is more respect there because you've played the game in general and understand some of the you know schemes and everything else. So uh, 
Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think it's a natural progression. Um, it's, it's, I, I can, I know I can speak for myself. I can probably speak for many people. I know that I've had the opportunity to, to share my experience with that are on the same page that it is a natural progression. Uh, you want to stay in the sport and maybe your body doesn't let you, or you decide to move on to, um, something bigger. Um, I, I, I think it's really ideal. And, in, I think the mindset is, you know, I, I've played the game and I've proved myself there and I'm not done proving myself. Um, mm-hmm. Now I can show you what I've, I've been able to learn and now share with the upcoming ranks, you know, and, and provide that knowledge to new players. Um, I've always I've said this for years. It, it was always nice to travel the country and, Play games are one thing, but one of my favorite things was uh, after playing a game, sharing some experience with the um, opposing team after the game and being able to talk to somebody. It's like looking in the mirror and having them mm-hmm. be just as excited about the sport. And I think on a on a national level, it, that same excitement is starting to, I, I think it's kind of coming to a head now where so many of us are ready to take our careers to the next level and coach mm-hmm. and at any level, really whatever level that is. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of players come from different backgrounds, not in football, but, you know, in, in everyday life, management, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tech. In other words, we don't think of them beyond the football field of what they do outside mm-hmm. the football field. And some of those skill sets really help an organization, whether it be marketing or mm-hmm. sales or and that kind of stuff. So, I think in that sense, uh, the last generation, which is the, the one that, you know, put forth everything here, is really now doing the same work that they would have done on the field, but just trying to excel at that level of business now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, again, it goes down to experience, and, and you've had the opportunity to kind of trudge through the mud and, and figure out what works, and then you take those experiences with you into the next whatever um, lane that you go into. And obviously I think everybody will agree for so many of us years, years ago, we all wore multiple hats. We, we handled marketing and player personnel Mm -hmm. and managing the team, coaching the team and playing on the team. And I'm seeing, I, I think growth amongst rosters, growth amongst the coaching staff, the administrative staff. It's, it's interesting. And, exciting to see those layers, you know, it's continuing to grow and you're now seeing not teams just be a team, but they're actually a business and they have a, you know, they've got a full staff. It's not just a bunch of players and football players and coaches, but you've got trainers and um, doctors and bookkeeping. And I mean, all of it, it it takes all of that to, to run the business. And it's kind of nice, you know, it's kind of like you were talking about earlier is, is the growth. It's really good to see these, these teams grow beyond just the the game on the field. Shelly, uh, we cover the globe, and we cover it pretty much with the biggest network on the planet. So, is it uh, is, is it shocking, or is it when you start to see that the growth of the sport is not just in the states? It is, you know, like now it's literally South America, Central America, Europe, Australia. You know, I mean, just the passion for the sport has grown to the point where it's not just confined to North America, basically. Yes, 
certainly exciting. Uh, it's good to know that you can cross the pond and, and they're, they're having games. I mean, there's, there's international games going on. There's, it, it, I can say for myself that I'm proud to know that not only have we been able to be successful in the U.S., but we've been able to, like, take a team, go to Europe, play, and then those teams are now now have leagues. They're growing. Mm-hmm. The excitement mm-hmm. there. It's it's very. I mean, it's. I'm thrilled. I, <laughs> Does I it blow your mind? Excited. I can never get like, too excited about football. There's like, there's like women playing in Guam, you know, in the Guam League, a little island out in the Pacific now. Formal America women's tackle football. It's got to blow your mind, right? Well, you know, you think about it. We've we've wanted to play for years, and some of us have played for years. And now mm-hmm. I I think it, now we have just like women in any sport, we've got people that that girls can look up to, and other countries mm-hmm. that haven't had that opportunity now to go. Well, you know what? They're playing. There's no reason why we can't. Let's do it. Mhm. And that's how it started. That's how every team has started overseas, whether club supported or. Like in Italy, they started it from the ground up with uh, Nausicaa del, mm-hmm. del Orto. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of spirit and fight. Uh, Mexico's one of the hotbeds right now in terms of the North American scene as well. So, um, Shelly, what, what do you see right now for yourself? Is it, is, are you going to coaching? I mean, you, you obviously are honored for everything that you've done on the field and contributions, but what, it will, what would it be for you after the Hall, this, this, you know, this honor of giving you in the Hall? But what 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 are you going towards? In other words, after after being in the hall, inducted into the hall. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I mean, I've been coaching for uh, about seven years now, and I'm mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoying it. Obviously, and, and sharing my experiences and being able to 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 pass that on to players. And I've been contemplating for a while retiring. It's a hard decision. Um, it's a mm-hmm. tough pill to swallow, but I think a lot of times, you know, it, it life gets in the way, and I spend so much of my career, you know, basically living every spare second of my life for football. And you know, so you want to go on vacation to Jamaica and, or something? Yeah, <laughs> yes, at least technically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've explored um, some opportunities to maybe, you know, be available. Maybe not necessarily on a on a what I would consider a full time basis, but maybe be available as right. an ambassador to um, whether it be teams or a league or um, some type of organization, and just be able to, you know, assist and share my experiences and and help help something grow. I mean, it's, it's something I've invested uh, half of my life in, and it's kind of hard to walk away just cold turkey you know right uh let's bring in louise here to pick your brain as well so hey how's it going hey louise how you doing good hey um so oscar and i were two of the five people that got to read your submitted bio and uh i mean that's a whole list of cool accomplishments now are you still playing even though you're coaching is that why you're talking about retirement from playing or retirement from coaching I am not playing anymore. Okay. <laughs> My body will not let me. <laughs> okay, so when did you I've stop playing? I've got a laundry playing? list of injuries, and I'm pretty sure okay. I, I own somebody's property. 
from some doctor somewhere, but yeah, no, I just, uh, okay. Just <laughs> okay, so when did you stop playing? I stopped playing in 2012. Okay, and so then you're thinking about retiring from coaching? Is that what you're saying? Like, as you're having fun with it, now you want to retire? <laughs> yeah, I, it's just a thought. I I thought about it a couple of years. Just um, like I said, spending more time with my family. I've, you know, I'm, I'm away from them quite a bit, and it's most of the year. And having a full time job, and then the other full time job being football, um, takes a ton of time away. So it's yeah. it's it's a tough decision. Like I said, it's it's always hard. And I've had the last couple of years of thought about it and keep going back and thought about it and keep going back, but. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just a tough decision, and and I I can't say that I would be 100% completely cut off from it. Um, and maybe more consulting or just assisting at at certain times to be able to help out, whether it be like you know, like I said, either either assisting with the league as an ambassador or um, team here in Jacksonville. What can I assist with there? Coaching plans or training plans or something. I'll say, so you haven't committed to any particular thing for this coming year? <laughs> no, or they're still trying to woo you? Okay, yeah. still trying to woo Always. you. Then. <laughs> okay. Well, football just woos me in general. It's really, I, I don't know that I it know. takes much for anybody to really woo me. It's just that it sits out there and it's it's that it's that perfect piece of chocolate. Yeah. Sitting on a plate waiting, yeah. for, you know, it's, it's, it is. It's just hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I know all about that. Um, okay, so you were with the Pumas last year, but I'm a slightly confused on the Pumas. Okay, so are the the Puma? There's a different team that are associated with the WNFC this year, correct? Uh, yes, the, still that's the Pumas. correct. Can you Florida explain? Avengers. Okay, yeah, Florida Ventures. Explain to us kind of w- what happened. What's the break off? What's the new teams that are involved having to do with what the Florida Pumas were? Um, I don't know. I I don't know specifically because I think when the season was over, I again I was looking to walk away, and I, I believe that were some administrative differences, um, and the teams split. Uh, again, I don't know all of the details. Well, um, I'm not looking for I, that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to get an understanding yes. of which teams were with which leagues. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Avengers are with the WNFC, and I believe that the Pumas are now with a new league called the, the WTFL. I don't know okay. much yep. about it. I know it just popped up, but I really don't have any background behind that one. Okay. And so you haven't aligned yourself with any particular team at this point? Um, I have. I'm, I'm talking to the Florida Avengers again Um Several of the uh, coaching staff and admin um, I've worked with over for multiple years um, across okay. different teams. So, talking to them, um, consulting, encouraging my players that you know that I was involved with before, and staying in touch. Okay. Again, yeah, it's hard to just know. really turn it off, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just a yeah, it's a faucet thing. You got to have something else. Um, yeah. Okay, so in your bio it talked about the story of how when you were 15 you got paralyzed, and or you were paralyzed for several months. And so how do you feel like that that experience, yes, either positive or negative, influenced the rest of your um, obviously life and or sports endeavors? Well, it's eye-opening. Um I, I've I'm not familiar with that syndrome. 
I'm um, not, just really syndrome quick. Is, yeah. Yeah, just real quick, it's a uh, peripheral nerve disease. It attacks the okay. nerves in the spine. Um, essentially, you're, you're paralyzed without numbness. I guess the easiest way to say it's hypersensitive nerves, but there's no communication um, to the body, and it's, it's a relatively slow progression. It typically starts at the end of your appendages, and it kind of works its way centrally. Um, okay. But... So it, it it obviously impaired me. I woke up one day, fell out of bed, and the rest is history. I ended up in the hospital, spent a while in the hospital, um, wasn't able to write, could barely feed myself, um, almost got put on a ventilator. Um, and once I got better, spent time, uh, homeschooled for the remainder of the year, went through uh, rehabilitation, walking, and working on dexterity, you know, just kind of all of the, everything to get myself back to back to normal. I um, was told many times that I would probably not have full function of some parts of my body, um, that I would likely have some, um, some damage. I uh, don't think I did. Um, as far as I'm concerned, in my mind, I did not. Um, I played sports my whole life, and I'm active. I can't sit still for very long, and it's really hard to tell somebody that they can't do something that they love, whatever that is. And um, I got better um, and played sports in high school, um, played sports after high school. I was, um, again, I was active in, in club sports, and um, flag football was my my thing to go to, I just sometimes I love the game. Played flag football for a while and um, had the opportunity with women's tackle football. And I, it's just hard to tell for me. You know, I hear people, some people struggle and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I tell them, I tell them about my story and I, I, you know, I just challenge them to say, listen, you know, you, you, you think you have a struggle, but it's just a bump in the road hard to turn away from something you want so bad if you really just put your mind to it and do it you can you can succeed yeah that's a really good that's just a great story considering then what you ended up doing and football's not like you know playing ping pong or something like that there's right, right. you know it's, it's a lot of physical <laughs> there's a lot of physicality in all of that you know so yeah what's that you can tell she's playing ping pong after quarterbacking no. so long. <laughs> no. I'm just saying well, she went from like. Right? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> she went from like not being able to walk to you know, playing football. So, uh, no, that that's, she didn't, didn't go play ping pong or tiddlywinks. Nothing bad against no, those right, things. Right. It's just those are, yeah. Football is pretty intense. Um no, it was like no, the, just, to the extreme, right? I I went from getting yeah. back to walking to okay, let me just go crack heads. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you started? Yeah, seriously. How old were you when you started playing tackle football? Uh, I'm trying to do the math. Twenty-eight, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're in your twenties. Okay. So now that you've been coaching, yeah. have you only been coaching women, or have you done little league boys or anything else besides women? Uh, no, just women. Okay, so if you had your chance, would you go do high school? I mean, does it matter to you? Would you rather do women, or does it just not matter? 
I don't know. It's 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 a t- it's a tough thing to think about. Um, I, you know, I think about holistically everything. What would it entail? You know, coaching high school, paying bills. Um, <laughs> high school's um, intense. I, you know, it's a lot. It is. It's very intense, and I mean, it's Florida. It's it's everywhere, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I can honestly say that I thoroughly enjoy coaching women and I think because I, it's because of what they become um, I, I had a great coach in most of my career that constantly told me that he preferred coaching women because he could teach them the right way to do it he didn't have to take on a team that these you know boys and young men have grown into bad habits and Women typically don't start in Pop Warner, and they come to you with an open mind, and you teach them to do the right thing. So it's 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 sculpting the perfect, you know, the perfect player, at least in your eyes. And 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 then I think the idea, for me anyway, is seeing a difference between that player from the day that they try out to the last game of the season, and they are completely different people. And I really enjoy that transformation. Yeah, it is very cool. Well, I'm going to send you back to Oscar. Thanks for your time and excited to meet you. And uh, I sure noticed that after your after the list of uh, names got uh, posted, that there was a whole lot of people that seemed to know who you were. So uh, that's uh, a <laughs> kudos to you. It was like Shelly this, Shelly that, and. So, anyways, and you're on the whole opposite side of the country, so I'm not as familiar with the Florida and the Southern football families and all that kind of stuff. So, very cool. That's pretty and crazy over here. Yeah, no, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, high school and boys, that's just craziness. But as far as the female side, I wasn't as familiar. And you'll get to meet Oscar as well. He'll be there in Vegas. So, anyways, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward now, to it. Oscar, she's all yours. Well, all right, Shelly, um, what is what what do you want to be remembered once you walk away? We always ask everybody this. So for the fans and for people that have watched you play, what what you know? How do you want to be remembered at this point? You know, describe yourself and you know what people what you want people to remember you by. Um, I think honestly, my passion. I've I've always been. <laughs> I've been a colorful person on the football field. I'm very animated. I'm very excitable. Um, but I love the sport, and I I never miss an opportunity to share football. And I think that I've had people tell me on multiple occasions that, you know, whether it's talking to them in general and walking away with a $1,000 donation to sitting down with friends and the next thing you know, they're showing up for tryouts and I, I really think that, that I would love to be to be remembered that way. It's 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 just part of my DNA. Um, love I really really do love the sport. I really love to share it. I love to share where it's been, where it's going, what it's capable of. Um, you know, it's it's changed exponentially, and I think there's still plenty of room for a lot more growth, and it's on its way. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I mean, I've been covering it since 2009. And you've been involved with it obviously longer than I have. So, the potential, the amount of the state of the game that it is now, the people involved in the background, I think is just a lot more 
passion involved with it versus before I think it was just a puzzle where everybody was just trying to do their own thing. I think we finally got to a stage where we have two leagues that are really focused on getting the attention that it needs and also helping Mm -hmm. the players along with, you know, the fees and, and like you said, the care and safety and Mm -hmm. just, just a more business, true business sense of things. And I think that's what it needed because a lot of people at before, I think treated it more like a, just a amateur joke. You know, it's just women Mm -hmm. playing out there, um, you know, like amateur stuff. And now I think everybody's taking it more serious because we have more athletes now coming out to tryouts. We have more serious uh, individual uh, women and girls that really want to play the sport and really excel at it, not just from a flag perspective, but now on a tackle perspective. So, you know, hats off to you uh, and everybody else before you and everybody's just kind of paved the way in other words. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it's going. And I know there's tons of, tons of opportunity out there. And, and I think with well over a hundred teams in the country, the exposure is definitely there. Most definitely. So Shelly, uh, what do you do as a hobby? Is it uh, book reading, uh, surfing, uh, <laughs> out in the, out on the beach. I mean, what's your? Do you have a hobby? Is that the? Is that the question? I mean, you're laughing because maybe you don't have a hobby. Well, I'll be honest with you. Football's been my, and I hate to say it because it's a lot more than a hobby, but it's really it's sure. it's been my all of my existence outside of my job um, for so long that short of saying that's a hobby because it's way more than that it's really that's really been my 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 thing my go-to I mean not just watching not just playing the sport and coaching it but watching it and and um I mean I I love football 24 7 um but you know I love to have the opportunity since I don't get to very much is, is spending time with family and and friends and catching up when I do get to catch up so it's it's hard yeah, to say. travel certainly a, a fun one too but <laughs> One of the drawbacks is that it's just, it's, it consumes you just no different than your day, uh, regular job. And um, I can relate to that because when I started doing this too, it was like, you know, on the side, just doing your thing. And then all of a sudden you build this network of everything, friends and, and, you know, just a little bit of a click and groupie and, and all of a sudden you're consumed mm-hmm. and it becomes an everyday oxygen for you. And it's just, you can't get away from mm-hmm. it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not a bad drug to be addicted to, I tell you that. No. No, it's not. I like it. I enjoy it. I mean it's I like people and I like interacting with people and I think you get ideas from people, you get better methods. There's just a lot of positives. Well, you know, I think football is ever, ever changing. It will it will always change. And I think that's what's so attractive um about it is that it's not just 11 people against 11 people on a football field. I mean, there's so much strategy involved and, and between the game getting stronger and faster and rules changing because of that, then things change again. And I think that's the most exciting part about it is that's, that's probably the addictive part is it's got so much more than just uh, we're out here banging around, tackling each other. Um, it, it, and I'd say this to players all the time. It's, it's football's more than just, what's happening on the football field. It teaches you so many, I, I say life skills. I use a lot of what's happened mm-hmm. to me in football in my career, you know, just in life, talking about teamwork and, and leadership, um, dedication, Strategy, you know, realizing how long planning. it takes to put the, yeah, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. It's 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 a really good game. It's like it's like a game of chess in a way, but it also teaches you strategic planning, um, innovative things. You can cre- create things, mm-hmm. different things. So, um, Shelly, it's been a pleasure. I'm I'm gonna be very uh, uh you know excited to kind of meet you face to face in Vegas, and honored that you are part of the 2019 class. Uh, and congratulations to you for everything you've contributed to the sport yourself. Um, and you know where we're at now is a credit to you as well. And then, you know, through the organizations that you contributed as well, you know, the Dixie, the Dixie blues, which have been a staple in, in Florida for a long time. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, going to be an exciting weekend in Vegas. Uh, I mean, there's no holding back on alcohol. I don't drink, but I'm pretty sure there's people out there going to be <laughs> guzzling stuff out there. <laughs> I, I prefer uh, a, a nice libation here and there. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if it's a, if it's a, a very inexpensive bottle, it's even twice the <laughs> consumption. Um, <laughs> the way it works. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see you there. And uh, your bio is awesome. And like Luis says, uh, credit to you and everything you've done. And uh, so your coaching now is excellent. And trying to get the next uh, you know next level of athletes in terms of women and girls into the sport and. You've seen it excel. So before we go here, do you see that the interest and the the athletes, uh, a lot of girls and women are a lot, a lot more competitive when they go to tryouts? Do you see that more of an aggression to get on a roster? Absolutely. Um, I can honestly say that I think the more exposure that is out there, there's teams and people are starting to hear more about it. I think we're, we have a lot more uh, women in big roles, and we're seeing that more and more in the NFL now. And I think the more exposure we have there, we're starting to see uh, a term I've heard throughout most of my career, the cream rising to the top. And you're going to see more and more uh, athletes that don't come out show up because there's you're, there's credibility, right? You You see – you see women out there, you know it's real, and now more and more women are going to step up. And I, I think, and even over the years, I've seen, I've certainly seen the quality of athletes continue to improve. I mean, I've seen plenty of studs throughout my career, but I'm seeing more and more and more of them step up and seeing some, you know, teams build an elite mass. And um, it's exciting to see that happening. You know, it's it's great for it's great for young people in general. Um, big shout out to my niece and nephew who are both playing football. Um, and it's for me, I think about what can I bring to them? What do they mean to me? And, and they're, you know, they're excited to see me play. They're excited to hear about it. Now they're doing it. It's, it makes me feel really, really good to know that they actually can see that with their own two eyes a woman playing a professional sport that they typically see on TV that men are playing. Well, now that's starting to change. And it's a, it's a, again, super exciting for me to, to see that, that whole change. Yeah, I know. And the, the evolution, I think of the sport uh, to a more business model and the fact that we're driving it that way, um, I think allows the big gorilla to kind of like, take a notice of it you know so it's not just mm-hmm. like a bunch of people just trying to like take money from you or asking for money i think it's a it's a mm-hmm. matter of fact now that we're like showing a you know a product that can be yep. supported or you know taken into seriousness it's sort of like 
Mm-hmm. I was talking to a couple people before. It's sort of like what the NBA took interest in the WNBA. You know, you have to show it value before the big gorilla can say, hey, we're going to put money into this. And I really think that's where we're at. I think so many of us over the years have felt like we've done that and, and we've given until we're dry. And we, but we continue to come mm-hmm. back and say, but we're real. I promise you it is real. And mm-hmm. we've finally seen some impact at the right places where that exposure is now there. And, again, it kind of goes back to having the cream of the crop show up at tryouts where you see, you see the exposure so that legitimacy is there, and now you have – more athletes with accolades from from school. Um, we're mm-hmm. starting to see more and more young women playing in college and high school, and it's it's insane, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a drive and a passion. Um, it, it beyond flag. I mean, because some of the international countries uh, have been playing flag at a high level, and now they get an opportunity to play tackle football. It's like kind of like another you know another level for them. So. Um, Shelly, thank mm-hmm. you again for coming on, making the time. And uh, like I said, we're looking forward to uh, almost a couple weeks here in Vegas and uh, looking forward to chatting with you then. And it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And we'll look forward to uh, December 4th through the 8th. That's going to be in Vegas. And we'll have the Hall of Fame game, the induction ceremony, and all that good stuff. And uh, we're going to try to keep ourselves, uh, as they say, right, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And that's where we'll kind of <laughs> leave it at. That's true. That's true. Well, Oscar, thanks so much for the opportunity talking to you and Louise both. I really appreciate it. And one more quick shout-out. My niece plays her first football game this Saturday, so good luck, Landry. Awesome. Oh, well, shout-out to her. Great job. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Awesome. All right, have a great uh, night. Safe travels out there, and we'll see you in Vegas. Oscar, thanks so much. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, that was uh, Shelly Hewitt, and she is ready and geared up for Vegas. Uh, what a journey, what a story, uh, and she's able to kind of translate and transform into a player, durability, and then now a coach, and she's put together a lot of things in the uh, Florida Swing, with Dixie Blues, uh, and a lot of organizations, and it looks like she's going to be on the Florida Avengers, no confirmation here, of course, so they're we still have to figure that out or if they make an announcement at this point. Um, but we're looking forward to the Hall of Fame event that's going to be happening uh, in December 4th through the 8th, and that will be in Las Vegas. Uh, and that's going to be a great game, hopefully, east and west. And then we're going to be kind of meeting everything else out there in terms of the rest of the uh, Hall of Famers. So we got a couple more Hall of Famers coming up here next week and the week after. we got a big 300 episode coming up. Uh, we can't be more proud of that been on Block Talk Radio for a long, long time. Really appreciate them for supporting us and bringing awareness to the sport, as well as for Zazzle.com for being our sponsor for a long, long time. And just talking about Zazzle, you guys can go to Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties up to 40% off uh, this week up to the 13th. You get 40% off all T-shirts, leggings, hoodies, everything else that we sell at the Zazzle shop. Take advantage of the sale. Support us bringing awareness. And if you haven't checked out our, our No Joke Football pages, you go to facebook.com forward slash No Joke Football, either on Instagram or on Facebook. You get to see the amazing, talented athletes that we just added to the roster. Uh, Anna Butanina from Russia. We just added uh, Jared Floyd from the U.S. 
Uh, we've also had uh, uh, Nani Bono from Mexico. Um, so a lot of talented athletes that we've added onto the roster to represent us, Stacey Jackman. And that's at the No Joke Football brand. So facebook.com forward slash no joke football, as well as on Instagram forward slash no joke football brand. So check it out there. And if you are going to buy anything from us, you go to the zazzle.com forward slash our beauty site and use the code cards and more. It's right up the upper right hand corner. So check it out there. Um, let's keep, keep it rolling here. We're going to be talking college football. And then in a couple minutes, we're going to be talking to the uh, talented uh, Jennifer Garrett of move the ball. She'll be coming here in a couple uh, about a half hour or so. And it, what a, what an event that happened this weekend with the, you know, football coming up, but more and so, uh, the event that happened overseas, we got a little bit of a little bit of uh, news they got uh, taken care of this week, and that was um, Europe Women's Mexico announces November 30th through December 9th there will be an event that's going to happen in Mexico. The best players, uh, athletes in Europe combined from everywhere, from the German, German League, Italian League, French League, uh, UK, every convene, and that's a tryout. And that's going to be Europe Warriors women's all-star squad will invade Mexico November 30th through December 9th uh, at the event. We are going to have uh, Tercet Cuarto, which is our network partner in Mexico. Uh, we're looking to confirm if they're going to be there at this point. So we're making logistic uh, inquiries right now to figure out if they're going to be there for the event. But it's going to be a great event. It's going to be happening November 30th through December 9th. Uh, Legends Football League canceled their November 16th event in Mexico City last weekend. No formal announcement was made through the page. I have no idea why, but that was uh, I had made that confirmation through the players and also through the uh, arena inquiry that I have contacts with, and they have obviously have canceled the game for that. WFA Holiday Showcase will be December 14th. Uh, Lady Gates, uh, Capital Pioneers. Uh, the Portland Shockwave, Seattle Spartans, the Olympia Sounds, all are going to be taken uh, in, into December 14th at the Holiday Showcase over in the Northwest. Really great events going to happen there. A lot of talent there in terms of the Northwest as well. So we're looking forward to covering that. And then obviously the November 10th event that happened this weekend, huge event at Nissan Stadium. And that was WFA with US, USWSFL. Uh, so you can get to the hub at facebook.com beauties Check it out. The best network on the planet. That's right. The best network on the planet is at the hub at facebook.com beauties We cover everything globally, everything globally, including the America's Bowl announcement that happened this week. Uh, team from Chile, Brazil, Honduras, Costa Rica, Mexico, AFB, U.S. All-Stars going to be there at the America Bowl in March 2020. And then over in 2020, we're still looking forward to the um, Transatlantic Championships going to happen in September, which is a lot more exciting. So a lot of tournaments and events coming up in 2020. We will keep tabs on everything that's going on globally with the game uh, and everything that's going to be happening with the uh, sport in terms of the global scene as well, in terms of WFA 2020 going on as well. Um, over in uh, Brazil, the Group A and Group B seedings have been set. And congratulations to the Curitiba Silverhawks, 38-14. Uh, We're trying to get everything uh, filtered through us 
through our network partners to get you the lowdown and scope. You can go watch the games via YouTube there, I at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. Check it out. The two games, group A and group B, that was uh, coverage through um, the Brazilian contacts that we have. And it was a great event happening in Brazil this weekend, as well as, like I said, in Czech Republic earlier. We also have coverage I at the hub at for Ultra, the 2000 tur- uh, the tournament, Tornell tur- uh, t- Tournament Ultra that happened over in Cancun, and it's a legend-style play there in Cancun, and then Athena's Cancun taking on Naredas for the Ultra 2019 season there. Coverage exclusively by uh, Athena's Cancun, as well as coverage by La Voz del Deporte. So you get all the coverage there at the hub, facebook.com forward slash grandbeauties. You get to check it out. There's also a cool video that was uh, shared to us, uh, by the Ashen Vampires uh, women's team that's in Germany. So we sort of highlight it there as a hashtag Tuesday motivation. Off season in Germany and the Vampires looking forward to the 2020 campaigns. Check it out. It's a really cool video. They've done a really good job with it. Um, pretty pretty good effort there as well. So check it out. Germany pretty much in the off season right now and they're getting ready for their new season uh, coming up obviously in 2020 as well. Um, so we have a lot of stuff that happened this weekend, and I can't stress it enough. Go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. Check it out. Everything from the women's game happening, NFL power rankings for week 11, college football breakdown as well. And we can't forget, uh, you know, honor all our veterans, on, you know, just everybody that you know, Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guards, everything. So, you know, shout out to all our veterans uh, with respect and honor to all of them for their service all current members of the military. And we have a lot of uh, talented women that play in the WFA and uh, women's tackle football in general that obviously serve our country as well on, on a weekly, daily, and annually. And so some of them are full-time, some of them are part-time, but shout out to them and, uh, you know, mad respect to them for what they do for us to protect our uh, patriotism and our freedoms as well. So shout out to all the veterans out there, including all the ones that are serving right now and as a army brat you know an armor brat so army armor go semper fi um just make it happen that's what you got to do make it happen keep freedom alive as they say um we also have uh the big big uh photo that we had of the rose bowl out there so you check it out at the hub and that was petra Petroskova and sylvia stankova uh pretty excited on winning the rose bowl five championship as they defeated the Warsaw Sirens 26 to 18. Really an exciting uh, weekend in that. And you can watch the Liga Femenina from Brazil, Group B semifinal, and that is courtesy of All Sports TV. The Silverhawks win 32 14 versus the Brasilia Pilots to advance to the final against the Bangu Castadores. Bangu Castadores really, really. Uh, a good team this year in Brazil, and they are going to be matching up against the Curitiba Silverhawks, as uh, I believe Bangu took care of America Big Riders. And you can also watch the uh, awesome weekend that happened in Italy via YouTube at the YouTube channel, at the Bologna Braves YouTube channel. You can watch the uh, Italian 2019 uh, week, which was the underdogs taking on the Aponia Unicorns, and that's in Italy. You can watch it live right there. And the Berno Amazon's championship win against the Warsaw Sirens, also at the hub 
and that's courtesy of Fox Agency, and you can check it out there as well. So really, really good weekend. Get the videos there as well. We're going to have Hall of Fame uh, inductees, as we just talked to uh, Shelly Hewitt here. We talked to Lisa Horton last week and Coach Soho. So we got a couple more uh, Hall of Famers coming up here in the next couple weeks. Um, you can go to the Women's Football Hall of Fame page uh, on Facebook. There's about 21 new photos added to the album of the 2019 uh, Women's Football Hall of Fame. And so all the names are there, plus their bios and their excitement there, including uh, Shelly Hewitt's bio as well there. Um, we got coverage from coverage pretty much everywhere in terms of what's happening in the scene, um, in terms of Brazil, Czech Republic, Italy, and we'll get Lexfa and FX Mexico information as we get it this weekend, as big weekend and Lexfa and, and FX Mexico, as well as Liga del Pacifico, as well as half of Feminil, and over in the Cancun a- area with the Leonas Yucatan as well. So we got a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of things to update, but we do it. And the best network on the planet keeps you informed week to week. And that's at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauties. You can check it out there as well uh, weekly. And we got, we, we basically post a lot of stuff there, including college football and NFL and CFL. And talking about CFL, uh, the CFL has made an agreement now with about almost 11 uh, top leagues globally to do combines and everything else. So looks in the backgrounds at this point, like the NFL doing the London games and doing all the stuff overseas, the CFL is literally diving into some of these Euro leagues, uh, courtesy information, obviously from American football, uh, AFI. And so they're, they're keeping tabs on the global scene, just like we do with the women's game. And so, you know, awesome news there. The Canadian football league really taking interest into Mexico, Europe, Germany, uh, Italy, some of the top leagues, and they're bringing in talent. Um, they're increasing their talent rosters for, I think, three to five players from international scenes. So that's really, really good news for them. And obviously it's going to elevate the uh, brand, which is the CFL, to another level as well. So um, the big news this week, WNFC partners with Shock Doctor brand. The huge news. Adidas, Riddell, and now we have the official mouth guard of the WNFC, which is now a Shock Doctor brand which basically encompasses about three different brands, Cutters, and I think it's uh, a couple, two other brands. So the news was broken uh, November 10th. So WNFC partnering now with Adidas, uh, obviously Riddell last year, and now Shock Doctor to uh, help out the players and stuff like that. WFA also announced uh, partnerships as well uh, with a couple uh, vendors going forward as well. And uh, we'll keep you tabs on that as the news comes up with the WFA. Then Gridiron West Women's League, we didn't talk about it the last couple of weeks. Uh, we got a couple of network partners uh, that didn't supply us some of the information. So week four in Gridiron West over in the coast in Australia, and you get to see the action there at the hub. Titans take care of the Wolverines 16-6. to That was the final there. You also get the West Coast Wolverines kind of sent us some pictures there. It was a cool uh, – one of the cool pictures there was Wolverine family – so take a look at this. Um, it was the first ever grandparent-grandchild duo uh, to play this this uh, last Saturday on the 29th. That was in uh, in uh, in West Coast, and that was Dixie and Oakley Jones took the field together. Um, so they became they made history by being the first ever grandparent and grandchild 
to play on the same field. So congratulations to those two. And, you know, just what, a, what an accomplishment. And just to have – just to play on a field with your grandkids, that's just, just awesome, just amazing. So check it out there. That was sent to us. That was really awesome. And then uh, we also have coverage week four of Great Iron West Women's Leagues, uh, courtesy of Birdie Snaps as well. Round four, Broncos against the Saints. You get all the stills there as well. So it's, it's just an amazing weekend of football. We still got a lot of football happening on the Australia side. We still go through January and close to February. And then some of the other leagues are kind of closing up. Lexva goes through December and January. FX Mexico as well. So a lot of things to cover and on top of that during the NFL season. So really, really excited. And we got a lot more football to cover, especially with Great Iron West still going on. Great Iron New South Wales. We got um, Great Iron Queensland playoffs coming up here in on November 6th. We'll talk about that in the last uh, 20 minutes of the podcast. But we're going to go into the second huddle, and that's going to be sponsored by Zazzle.com. Uh, you can go to Zazzle.com for slash Great Iron Beauties. Like I said, save up to 40% off up to the 13th and use the code cards and more and get the latest uh, hoodies and T-shirts and everything else. Support the podcast, support the players, and all our branding as well. And obviously, we can be more gracious to Zazzle for supporting us for almost seven years now, helping us out to bring awareness to women's tackle football. So check it out. And we're going to go in the huddle right now with the talented uh, Jennifer Garrett of Move the Ball, and that's the author of Move the Ball. Hi, Jennifer. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. How we, I hope you're uh, relaxing at home now. I am, yes. Thank you. All right. Um, so, Jennifer, uh, kind of traveling and kind of shifted your whole career from what I from what I hear when we chat and what I see on your uh, bio and Facebook page and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about the transition. Yeah, so just uh, last week I uh, said goodbye to my corporate job, and so I'm living the life of a full-time entrepreneur. So the side hustle has now become the full-time gig, really looking to help people move the ball forward in their own lives and reach that next level of success. Now, can you speak to a little bit of what you do in terms of, is it consulting or what are we doing in terms of, you know, helping out with organizations? Uh, what What is Move the Ball? Yeah, so I, I have a book. It's called Move the Ball, which is all about taking football concepts and principles and applying them off the field to be successful, not only in business, but in all aspects of your life. And so my business is focused on a couple different things. One, doing corporate leadership training and development programs, again, using these football methodologies to help people inside the workplace and achieve that business success, but also working with individuals. I've got a membership program where I do uh, a bunch of training uh, topics every month to really help people focus on that growth personally and professionally in their whole life, not just business context. So this is interesting because uh, a lot of people need guidance or either professionally or they need guidance in terms of a, you know, situation where they're structuring their life or relationships in that sense. Is that what we're talking about with Move the Ball? Yeah, so oftentimes people, like, they have these big goals, but they really don't know how to move towards them or they feel overwhelmed or they're stressed and they've got so many things that they're juggling in their lives. So these concepts really can get people focused 
on the things that matter and really live each day with intention instead of just trying to survive the day-to-day and the chaos and, and everything that goes on in our lives. Now you have uh, the ball, uh, Move the Ball book. So is there is it a guide per se in that sense, like chapter per chapter, or is it more just chapters are catered to where you're at and things like that? Well, it's more so it starts with you defining what game you want to play. So what does success look like for you? What are the goals that you have? And that's different for each and every one of us. And then it talks about developing your playbook. So how are you going to put strategies into place? Who are you going to bring on your team? Who are you going to push off to the sideline and say, you know what, you're not playing this game with me anymore? And how are you going to make that forward progress to get to your next first down. So that's something I talk about a lot is in life, as in football, we don't look to get into the end zone on each and every play. It's about making that incremental progress. And then when you Mm -hmm. do that consistently, that's when you get across the goal line. And so throughout the book, it just gives you different tips and strategies and things to consider and drawing parallels to how that plays out on the football field. So, uh, Jen, what is or how did the decision come about to say I'm walking away pretty much? Is this just because you're at that stage where you feel confident enough to where you're able to just evolve into this into a full-time status and just help out the organization, some individuals? That's a great question. So, in our lives, we have different priorities and different goals, Mm -hmm. right? And so, for me, I always thought I was going to be a person that climbed the corporate ladder and I never thought I would go on this entrepreneurial path. And then my dad passed away a couple of years ago very, very unexpectedly. And that kind of shook me up and made me kind of rethink and reprioritize and, and reflect on what's important in life. And so I decided that being able to really make a larger impact in the lives of others was what drove me on a day-to-day basis. And so that's kind of what pushed me to go on this entrepreneurial journey and why now um, because there's just really no better time than the present. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And if you really want to achieve your goals in life, you either have to be all in or get all out. And so I decided to get all in. All right. Um, is it something where you're now structured financially at this point to kind of take care of all these, you know, because travel is expensive, things get expensive, in other words, especially if you're into, you know, by yourself, you've got to have a, some sort of supply chain to kind of supplement your stuff and everything else. So is that where your consulting comes into play and sustainability? Yeah. So this wasn't like a rash decision. I just said, okay, I'm out. Like I've planned to Yeah, that's what I mean. If you're going to make big life changes, you don't want to do it on a whim. So you really want to have a good plan in place. I mean, I've known for two years that I was going to go make this leap. And so I've been planning financially, been putting together my playbook, on, you know, what are the offerings that I'm going to put out there, um, started to network and really um, market myself and my services. So I'm not going into it blindly by any means. You should always have a plan and a playbook to execute and not just kind of go off on a whim and do something. So it doesn't tend to Because I know, well. you know, Right, because I know in, in, I've done sales before in my career, you know, I've done insurance sales down to, you know, every type of sales you want to you think about when, you, when you're young, you kind of just run into a lot of stuff. But, you know, you've got to create a book of business, and once you get that book of business, some sort of sustainability becomes a viable. So 
now it's, 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 I wouldn't say a safety net per se, but it is, it becomes a kind of a solid safety net where you're confident in some of if there's a bumpy road at some point, you're able to kind of maneuver around it and still be able to get back on track. Right. Yes. And I think having confidence and being willing to bet on yourself is important no matter what your goal is and not just on the entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a goal, you've got to bet on you and really believe that you can do anything. And people that tend to be higher performing people, whether you look at uh, football players, just everyday players in the game of life, they know that they'll figure out stuff and they'll be able to move that ball forward. When you look at football teams that are down two, three, four touchdowns going into the second half, they're still, like, they know that they're still in this game and they believe that they can still come back and win. And that's the same thing in life. No matter what the circumstances are, if things don't seem to be in your favor, if you're still willing to bet on yourself and believe that you can do something, you'll find a way to do it. So you build up a book of business and you probably have some sort of mailing list, right? So where people can come and sign up and kind of provide you with some, you know, you you can provide them obviously with some, you know, speeches, messages, tips, strategies on how to move the ball. So is that, is that been a key for you as well with some of the people that you're mentoring? Because once you get somebody to guide you, whether it be, you know, because a lot of times you say, oh, well, your spouse and your, is your best supporter, but technically not because a lot of times maybe a third party is probably the best option. Yeah, I mean, I've got people whose spouse doesn't quite get their goals or see why they're doing something, so they may not be the, the most supportive initially on the journey. And I think it's absolutely critical to have other people that are in your corner on your team. I talk about this in the book, is that it's important to have teammates that are helping you make plays, but sometimes you also need those people that are just giving you emotional support and guidance and showing you know, their expertise and being that sounding board other people that are really with you to help push you forward and help you level up. And so I created this mailing list to be one of those people for everyone that, that signs up. And so I'm always putting out tips on how to move the ball, tips on how to be happier, how to be less stressed, how to not feel overwhelmed, and how to get unstuck. And so, yeah, absolutely, that's something that, that I've been doing to really just help people um, move the ball in their life. All right, you guys can go to the mailing list. I believe it's uh, thenextfirstdown.com, right, Jen? Yes, that's correct. And the reason I chose thenextfirstdown.com is, like I mentioned before, it's about getting to that next first down and making that incremental movement, not just trying to throw the Hail Mary and make the big plays every single day because that's not, that's not something you can do consistently. It's those little steps that get you closer to where you're trying to get to. All right, so if you go to the, the nextfirstdown.com, uh, you sign up there, Jen's mailing list. She can provide you with motivational messages, tips, strategies on how to, quote, unquote, move the ball uh, forward in your life. And then, Jen, your uh, website's what, move the ball? Is it movetheball.com or is it a different website? No, it's different. I wish that domain was available. It's uh, If you just go to jenniferagarrett.com, then you can learn more about me and my background and the book there, and you can okay. also connect with me. So. so I believe the one I wrote down is movetheball.mykajabi.com, right? Yes, that's where I have some um, other courses and different uh, free videos and training stuff that people can, can watch, also trying to help people 
just really make those changes in their lives to really get the results that they want to get. All right, Jen, uh, you were involved with WNFC. Pretty exciting year one. You know, we got a mobile platform. We had, uh, you know, Facebook Live. A lot of things happen. We got some intricate players that are making things happen uh, in terms of, you know, well-known uh, football players that are played on a high level and international level as well. So uh, it's it's been one of those things where you were involved last year and now they're evolving a lot more. Um, we just got announced this week that they got, they're getting funding from iFunding Women, um, you know, try to get a, a show onto the YouTube uh, America platform. So where do you see WNFC? I mean, you were part of it for a little bit. Where do you think it's going to go next? Yeah, it's great. So last year was the inaugural season. Um, so I'm, I'm on the board for the WNFC. And um, I'll tell you, the leadership and, and the athletes are just amazing people. Last year was the first year we had, you know, a smaller number of teams. We're looking at we got like 20 teams. Now we've also brought in a team from Mexico. As you mentioned, we're getting funding through this iPhone Women platform. This is doing some great, great things, really paving the way for women in football and women in sports in general. Yeah, and they just announced uh, a lot of announcements with Shock Doctor, the Mouth Guard deal, Riddell last year, Adidas. Um, so, you know, to be taken seriously, as as we just talked to Shelly before here, to be taken seriously, obviously, you have to portray yourself as a professional organization. Otherwise, people just assume you're just an amateur joke, right? Right, yes, and, and this organization has really exhibited the utmost professionals, and they are definitely an organization that people should take seriously. And I think people are really seeing that they are the real deal. They're not some you know, organization that's here today, gone tomorrow. They're doing some really great things, and I know that this next season is going to be an amazing one. Now, Jen, uh, it, consulting with them, you understand the leadership and everything. Are you – uh, helping players as well in, in the league? Is that something that you, you know, that, that people have drawn to you as well, not just the WNC leadership, but in terms of players out there that really need some sort of support to branch out of the sport and or just get better at what they're doing off off the sport and things like that? Um, I've been talking with a few, not too many. I would love to work with any of them that are, that are interested, um, but it's not something I've done yet. I'm actually going to be traveling to Dallas on Thursday, and I'm going to meet with some of the WNFC leadership. So it's something that I'll definitely be talking about. How can I help more? As this is an area that I'm very passionate about, um, with helping people, helping players to be successful. So um, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's something I'm going to be talking with uh, with the leadership about this week. Yeah, because we have a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know an avenue. You know, you decided, like you said, pre-plan and then step away. Uh, a lot of people don't have that inclination to either reserve things or conserve things or have something in place to where they move on to the next phase uh, beyond football, whether it be coaching or maybe moving on to something else more professional. But a lot of times that gap between that leap People fear that, and they just stay in a comfort zone, and they don't want to go that other way. Right, yes, and I, I see that a lot. You, you mentioned earlier on the show Veterans Day, and, and shout out to veterans. I also do work with uh, Veterans Day, and I am currently serving in the Army as well, still. and um, 
it's a struggle too for for vets as they transition to figure out, you know, where do I go now? What's my next step in putting a plan? You know, the same holds true in the football space. And so I think it's very important to get people thinking about those next steps earlier than later so that way they can properly plan and be prepared. And that way they're not just getting a job to get a job stake, but really focusing on a career that, that excites them and that they love. Yeah, and that's the hard part, I think, a lot with a lot of people when you start a venture or you start something from a new, you know, where are you going to go? And it's always nice to have somebody that gives you some strategies or tips or, you know, somebody that can motivate you that's not either, like I said before, a spouse or a family member because a lot of times your worst uh, critics are your family, but they've never seen success. And so somebody that has seen success is always probably the best resource. Right, and it's always good to get a third party or an outsider's perspective, too, because they're not necessarily, like your family is emotionally attached, and they may mean well when they're giving you um, advice that you should do this, you can't do that, but they're not looking at the whole picture because they just don't want to see you fail versus really trying to push and encourage you to follow your dreams or to really do something that you're passionate about. Yeah, that's scary part and with some people because you're either jumping cold feet or like, you know, my transition when I was younger is like, how do I go from a weekly paycheck to commission base? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of scary because you're relying on a regular paycheck and then all of a sudden you have no paycheck and now you have to produce a paycheck, which is a totally different mindset. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's being intentional with how you spend your time is very critical to being able to be successful in a space when you are navigating through uncertain territories, whether that's your own commission only type of a position or you're trying to figure out what your next thing is at. Looking at how you spend each and every minute of the day is really going to matter as you're going through that transition for this new space. All right, so uh, where can uh, Jennifer, where can everybody dive in for you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or you can go, obviously, to the uh, the first down, right, the link on the first down? Yeah, you can go to the next first down.com, but I'm always posting content as well on Facebook or LinkedIn, Instagram. If you just search Move the Ball on any of those uh, channels, then you can find in in the content and I'm pretty active on all, all the channels. So do, do you get to go to sleep at all? Because, you know, all, being on platforms and social media, everybody always jokes with me. Do you get any sleep at all? I do get sleep. I actually get seven to eight hours. So people ask me that all the time. One thing I haven't shared with the listeners is why I have five kids, single moms, raising five kids, and so people are like, sleep? Yes, I sleep because I need to sleep. Sleep is very important for maximizing your productivity each and every day. So I make sure to get, for the most part, there are days that I don't, but at least seven hours sleep on a regular basis. And so how do I get everything else done? During the day is I'm very intentional with my time so that I do have that time to get that sleep. Uh, Jen, I'll ask a question. Everybody's going to want to know, are you married? You got kids? No kids? Single? Because, you know, people are going to say, well, if you're single, you're giving out strategies and motivations, but you have no idea what married life is or having kids or, you know, getting the runaround or whatever. So a lot of people 
go to that route too. They're like, you know, they kind of just take it to heart and they go, well, you're giving advice, but you're single. You you have no kids, right? In that, in that sense. Yeah, so I have five kids. The oldest is 23, the youngest is three. So there's quite a spread between, so I know what it's like to juggle the family life and the career and um, and having a military career as well as a full-time job. So, um, yeah, I get what it's like to have to juggle the demands of life. Yeah, because the only the only reason I bring it up is because a lot of people go that route first when they see somebody, oh, this is a motivational speaker or, or, or somebody that's giving tips, or, you know, whatever, and then they turn around and they're like, oh, well, it's pretty easy for her because or him because, you know, they're single. They don't have any kids. It's like so they they judge, basically. They jump to judgment first before they figure out that you do have, you know, a full plate and you're able to maneuver through it and make it positive or adjustments and obviously make the weak part of, uh, productive. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I was a single parent, um, teenage single parent, so I started my family very young and, you know, still was able to figure out how do you navigate the, the challenges of being a single parent. I had very supportive parents, and I'm at five or seven degrees. I've worked in multiple Fortune 100 companies, um, and so I've had a great career, but football and the lessons that I talk about from the above really kind of helped me navigate through my own life's challenges to be successful, and so that's what I share with other people, hoping that they can take away lessons and apply that to their own circumstances. Jennifer, uh, where can they get the book? Is it on Amazon, or do you have a link, or do they have to go to your site? Where, where can they acquire the book? Yeah, the best place is on Amazon. It's a paperback and a Kindle version there, and then there's also an audiobook version, which is available on Audible and on So you have it on both uh, both versions. You can you can get it on on physical or you can get it on digital, right? Correct. Yep. All right. Awesome. All right, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. I hope you uh, had a good time as well. And uh, I mean, it's a good book. I've started picking it up this past week and just kind of reading through it and kind of helps out with a lot of things. So I've put in a lot of time. I can tell on that and a lot of thought process and especially with books. I mean, it takes you. Uh, did it take you like a year or two, or how long did it take you to write it? It took me about a year after I started writing it. So quick story, the, the way that I got the book, the inspiration for the book, I was at a Chicago Bears, the Packers game. It was the NFC North, or the NFC Championship game, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. And um, there was a moment in the fourth quarter where the Bears took a timeout. It was fourth down, and they had to go for it. And um, it was in that moment that I realized that there are first-down moments in our own life, and we need to figure out, are we going to go forward, or are we going to punt, or what are we going to do? And that's mm-hmm. when I got the inspiration for the book. I did nothing for a year because I didn't know what to do. Didn't know, like, once I wrote the book, I didn't know how to get published. So I allowed that um, lack of information stop me from working on that goal. And then one day I finally said, you know what, I'm going to figure this out. If this is important to me, I'm going to find a way. And that's, I share that because I'm hoping that everyone listening, if you have a goal, figure out. If you don't know the answers, then ask somebody, go online and Google. You can figure out everything you need to know so that you can work on whatever goals that you want. But once Good I figured message. out what Good. I needed to do, it took me about a year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because it's a, it's a planning as well because you got to put it together and really – have to, it has to be delivered correctly so people can understand it and, and be useful. So 
Uh, Jennifer, it's been a pleasure. I hope you come back and we'll talk about move the ball again, maybe in 2020. And, but uh, if you guys want to get hooked up on any of uh, Jennifer's stuff, you guys can uh, pretty much go. And can you give us the links again for the uh, mailing list? Yeah, the mailing list is the next first down.com. And then if you look at the social channels, if you just Google hashtag move the ball, you should find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Awesome. All right, Jennifer, it's been a pleasure. Uh, like I said, the book's really great. And do you know the cost of the book? So everybody gets an idea of what the book will cost them if they go to Amazon. If you get Prime, obviously you get it faster and you get a better deal. But Yeah, it's $12.99 on Amazon for the paperback, and then I believe it's five ninety nine for the Kindle version. Oh, perfect. So it's pretty reasonable priced, and you got a lot of info there, and you can get really good information on motivation, strategy, and everything else. So, Jennifer, any, anything we didn't cover that you want to cover before uh, we let you go? Um, no, I appreciate you having me on the show. I appreciate everyone listening. And uh, this is the last quarter of not only 2019, but of this decade. So make sure you spend the next, you know, 45 days or so really uh, making the end of the decade count. Perfect. Good message. All right, Jennifer, thank you. Safe travels out there, and uh, we'll touch base again. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. All right, guys, that was uh, Jennifer Garrett, and you can go to Move the Ball, uh, hashtag Move the Ball, and go on Twitter, Instagram. You can go pretty much everywhere on Facebook as well. So very talented uh, individual there, and she's really great in terms of a resource. If you get her book, like she said, it's pretty reasonably priced. You get the digital version, it's really cheap. So you can go get it there and kind of be enlightened. And uh, the next first down.com, that's where you want to go. So if you get on her mailing list, you should get some strategies motivational tips, et cetera. So really, really good uh, resource there for you. So thanks to Jennifer for coming in. Also thanks to uh, Shelly Hewitt for coming in as well. We're going to dive into college football here, and then we're going to finish up with the women's uh, game that's happening over in Australia as we've got a lot of uh, action happening. We're going to get up, updates from Lexfa and FX Mexico as well as Liga del Pacifico as it comes up within this week. We'll get updates there on Twitter as well as on Facebook, and we're going to get it on you know, Instagram as well. So check it out, and you can go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash You can get the links there for everything you do. I want to thank everybody in Europe. Uh, congrats, congrats to everybody in Europe. Thank you. Uh, I was on my, my personal Facebook page, but I want to give a shout-out to everybody in Europe that is supporting our stuff. Uh, they've been very supportive from day one, everybody in Australia as well. Um, just you know, amazing people just buying our stuff and sporting it out. Really appreciate that. Uh, a lot of players and a lot of teams have inboxed me, and they really like the slogan. They really uh, enjoy the slogan. The slogan is very impactful, especially for the women's game. It's no joke football, and that's what it's all about. So you want to check it out. And we also have the really cool uh, logo designs for Legend Style and as well as gr the Great Iron Beauties brand. So you can get those as well. Uh, the crest design that we put up out there. Get it in leggings, T-shirts, tanks, hoodies, whatever you want to do, just get it there. And you can save up to 40% off uh, this week up to the, uh, the 13th and use the code CARDSANDMORE. CARDSANDMORE, save 40% off. So hurry and order today. And it's a, kind of a pre-Black Friday type of deal, so it's 40% off, and that's a big deal. And if you get Zazzle Black, 
for example, you pay about $10.999 for the year. And if you buy from us often, it's free shipping for 12 months. So it's a cheap deal for 10 bucks. So for 10 bucks, you get free shipping all year. So if you buy stuff from us, take advantage of the codes. And on top of that, on free shipping. If you go international, like our Europe friends do, you go to the Zazzle site right at the bottom. It's a worldwide tab. You look for your country code there. And you can also go there and take advantage of the good deals. Uh, each international site obviously has different percent deals going on weekly. So check, it, check advantage of that. If there is no deals going on weekly, you can always use Zazzle Thanks and you get 15% off. Zazzle Thanks, 15% off. Use that code all daily. So thanks to everybody in Europe for supporting our branding and helping us out to bring awareness to women's American football in the Europe scene. So if you want to go there, go to uh, Zazzle.com forward slash create iron beauties. All right. So we are approaching 300 episodes. We have two episodes next week and the week after, right before Christmas. We are going to be at the big 300 episodes, so huge. Thank you to Block Talk Radio. Thank you for iHeartRadio. Thank you for Apple Podcasts. Uh, two of the biggest platforms have taken us over in, in that sense. We want to give a shout-out to Germany, Mexico, Australia, okay, and everybody in the U.S. for giving us the matrix and analytics that we're getting, and everybody's listening to us there. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody sharing and linking our podcast links as well as our social media links. Really appreciate it. So the second college football playoff ranking of 2009 uh, is set. So after LSU defeated Alabama on the road, the Tigers have jumped uh, Ohio State for the number one spot. So the Buckeyes moved to number two after smothering Big Ten uh, Maryland. So LSU's tremendous performance at this point will be tough to topple, uh, particularly if it runs the table which they should at this point. But as uh, Shelly said, she's really happy for LSU. The difference being uh, between them and OSU. So if they flip back and forth the next few weeks, it will probably be this week as Ohio State plays an even worse team in Rutgers. So behind the two, behind those two is Clemson and Georgia uh, move from the first teams out of the field to number three and four respectively. These, uh, so the LSU Tigers remain undefeated after obliterate NC State uh, 55-10 to 10 last week. And while the Bulldogs are the top-ranked one-loss team coming off a 27-0 win against Missouri, Georgia over Alabama is going to be the most talked-about matchup that, I mean, teams going forward here. Um, so it doesn't matter whoever at this point where the teams are placed now. What matters is that Georgia does not need help from anyone to make the college football playoffs. So that's a good feeling for them. So they got to win out and they become uh, a 12-1 and SEC champion, and that means the dogs are in. The number five Crimson Tide is where they'll need the help, and a lot of it, uh, and that could be, you know, at this point down the road here. So the playoffs doesn't start today, of course, and the season gets a little bit more, you know, more turbulence uh, for the next couple weeks or the final few weeks. All four spots are, are in the remaining up for grabs, basically, so that's what makes college football really interesting. The fact that you have all these rivalry games and the top 25 showdowns ahead down the stretch, uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that pans out. But LSU jumps Ohio State for number one as Clemson, Georgia enter the picture here. Um, I get my notes here at this point. Let me see what we got going on because I had to take tally notes on here. The AP poll uh, in terms of the top 25 coming into this weekend it's going to be really interesting to see in terms of the reactions that you got so 
week 11 of the college football season uh, pretty much lived up to its billing. You got a lot of teams doing their thing. Uh, LSU obviously becomes number one. Joe Burrow proved he's a legit Heisman Trophy front runner, throwing, you know, really good, uh, running for crucial yards when he had to. And then we have Ohio State. The Buckeyes handled Maryland very easily without their top defender, uh, Chase Young, who sat out the game because of the potential NCAA violation. So if Young has to uh, sit against Penn State and Michigan, that could be a big difference. But the Buckeyes have plenty of depth on defense from what I'm reading from all Fox, Fox Sports and ESPN. So they shouldn't not big of a big worry at this point. Ohio State has shown very few weaknesses and still looking for the top team in the country heading down the stretch. You got Clemson, number three. The biggest news of the day for Clemson didn't come on the field against NC State, um, where they dominated, of course. Instead, it was Wake Forest's loss at Virginia Tech, which likely drops the Demon Deacons from the rankings and takes much of the luster off the Tigers matchup with the ACC second best team next week. Uh, on the other hand, if Clemson's win, if Clemson's win and Wake's loss, the Tigers officially secure the ACC Atlantic and punch their ticket to the ACC championship game. So there you go. Number four, uh, Alabama. People thought that maybe they'd be dropped lower, but some people were talking about, oh, we'll drop them to number six, we'll drop them to number seven. Didn't pan out that way. So at this point, they're number four. So where do the tide go from here? After losing to the Tigers at home, it's uh, basically, I don't know what we're going to do here, but with Tua, uh, I think Tua felt the pressure and committed too many mistakes at this point turning the ball over twice. Uh, we've got to give credit to the LSU defense for that. And, and the defense who had been held together, um, you know, just didn't get the job done with the pressure on the, on the quarter. So both defense and offense were exposed and maybe too late to do anything at this point. So we're going to, everybody's microscope is going to be on Alabama to see where they end up because they've been top dogs for a long time. And now it's, it's kind of like everybody's kind of happy that, Maybe Alabama falls apart or something like that. But, um, I mean, they're a good program. They just, you know, a lot of people criticize them no different than the New England Patriots. Like, oh, who they play, look at their schedule. But reality is LSU exposed them on both sides, and they played really well. So uh, Georgia's defense posted its third shutout of the season and still hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown after a big goal stance in the fourth quarter against Missouri. It's the first time since 81 that Georgia – had three shutouts in the same season. So it's, and Georgia is also the first uh, SBS uh, team in at least the past 20 seasons to allow a rushing touchdown in its first nine games. And that's according to ESPN stats and info. That's, I looked it up, of course. Uh, Georgia, uh, Georgia's offense sputtered at times against the Tigers, especially after lo- losing star receiver uh, Kager to the shoulder injury and then center uh, Hill to an ankle injury. So their availability for next week's is trip to Auburn, basically unknown at this point. And surprise, surprise, too bad Holly isn't here right now, but Oregon, the Ducks, path to the Pac-12 championship does not include a team with a winning record in conference play, and that would be Arizona at Arizona at, well, they host Arizona and then at Arizona State and then Oregon State. So that's both good and bad for them. On one hand, it means it would take a fairly significant upset for the Ducks not to reach the conference title with an 11-1 and record. On the other hand, they aren't any opportunities to enhance their uh, resume for consideration into the college football playoff until a potential date with Utah. So we're looking at a clash between Oregon and Utah. Oregon is a much different version of itself 
then that dropped the – so, you know, they narrow a game against Auburn to open the season, and we'll be rooting for the Tigers, of course, to close the SEC season strong, especially uh, in the Iron Bowl against Alabama. So, number seven, Minnesota was the talk and rave on Twitter, on Facebook. Everybody, start rowing. Um, P.J. Flex golfers validate their 8-0 start with an electric performance against Penn State. Minnesota put itself on the college football playoff radar behind emerging star Tanner Morgan, playmaking safety Winfield Jr., and one of the nation's best wide-receiving corps in sophomores Bateman, uh, Rashad Bateman, as he set up a bank, uh, C.C. Bank Stadium record with 203 yards uh, and seven catches as he consistently got behind a confused Penn State secondary. So Morgan showed he could match the moment with a big 339 passing game, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, Utah comes in at number eight. After debuting at number eight in the playoff rankings, Utah enters the final stretch with everything to play for. Uh, The Utes are one of the two teams in the Pac-12 South that can win the division by winning out. The other, surprisingly enough, is my Bruins, (laughs) which travels to Salt Lake City next week. Since starting the season one and five, uh, the Bruins – have run off three straight, and I did. I can't believe it. I, I don't even believe it. But hey, we got three straight. We're good. And Stan is the biggest hurdle between Utah and the Pac-10 t- uh, title. And you can tell I'm laughing here because starting at the end of the season, the Bruins were really a piss poor, uh, one in five. But you know, you got to hang in there. You got to root for your your team. You got to keep confidence. So they've run. They run off three straight wins. They stand, like I said, as the biggest hurdle between Utah and the Pac-12 title. Uh, Penn State didn't go so well at this point at Minnesota, so Penn, State, Penn State's time in the top four is short-lived. It looked nothing like a playoff contender, obviously, uh, or a team that can challenge uh, number one Ohio State in two weeks. The Lions have been uh, road-tested against Iowa, against Michigan State, uh, have struggled on, on both sides of the ball at this point. Uh, so... I don't know what to say about that, but uh, Penn State still can win the East Division. Uh, if You know, little Saturday to indicate if it can keep, keep pace with the Buckeyes on November 23rd. But, you know, Minnesota, meanwhile, is firmly in control at this point of the Big Ten West. And it could be the biggest threat to Ohio State. So we'll see how Minnesota goes from here. A big win against Penn State. So we'll finish up number 10 here. And this is going to be the Sooners Slim Playoffs. So we'll see how they do in terms of, you know, they look good for much of the night, but it didn't finish strong. So their defense is still trying to find a way to get takeaways, having enough, you know, having recorded just once in September. So Oklahoma is a pivotal showdown with Big 12 leader Baylor in Waco, and that's going to be pretty much uh, will serve basically as a playoff elimination game for the losing team. So we'll see how that turns out. So check it out at the hub at facebook.com. We got all the lowdown, everything college football. NFL Week 11 as well. Looking forward to uh, NFL coming up here in Week 11. The Steelers taking on the Browns. Uh, Steelers coming off that win against my Rams. Oh, my God, my Rams. Uh, so the Steelers place, place the Browns on Thursday night. Mayfield against Rudolph. That's what a matchup there. And then you got Chicago coming off that win against the Rams, losing against Pittsburgh. This is a real test for Los Angeles at home to see if they're going to be able to take care of business. And then Monday night, the Chiefs with Mahomes back taking on uh, the L.A. Chargers and Phillip Rivers. So that'll be a very exciting matchup as well. So key games there. We'll get you the key games into the college football swing 
as uh, they come available through the major chains on ESPN and Fox Sports and at the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridiron beauty. So check it out. Um, let's see here. Once again, uh, thanks to Shelly uh, Shelley Hewitt and Jennifer Garrett for coming in on the Nojo Football Huddles and for Luis Bean showing up here at, for the uh, Gridiron Blitz today. But we have the finals coming up here in, uh, let's see here. I'm going to get my notes here. Finals for Brazil are going to be set in about a week or so. We'll have that coverage as well. And it's going to be the uh, Bangu Castores taking on the Curitiba Silverhawks. Um, you also have the other matchups coming up, Dacia Vikings over in Austria. And that's going to be the matchup here. Let me look it up because I'm going to just take my notes here. But Dacia, Dacia Vikings defending their title versus Schwartz Hammers. This past weekend, last weekend in Austria, week six, it was Danube 62-6 to against Budapest. You get coverage there at the hub, courtesy of the Danube Dragons. And then you also get the coverage there from Schwartz um, Hammers. 32-0, to they take care of business against Salzburg Ducks. So the champion, AFC undefeated champion, uh, uh, Vienna Vikings, will be taking on Schwartz Hammers, and we'll get the uh, lowdown there. It's going to be November 17th as well. So that's going to be an exciting weekend to cover in the women's game. We also have the weekend, November 16th, playoffs in Grand Queensland, Thunder versus Raptors, and then Stingrays versus Ravens. Sun Bowl scheduled for November 30th. Uh, looks to me at this point, it looks like Thunder and the winner of Stingrays Ravens will meet together. So it could be Bayside once again, defending against Thunder, or it's going to be Stingrays uh, getting revenge from last week against uh, against uh, uh, the Ravens. So last week was 16-6. So it's a rematch here for the playoffs and the right to go to the Sun Bowl. We also have coverage this weekend, November 17th. West Coast Crusaders will be taking on Croydon Rangers, Geelong Bucks taking on Melbourne. And then um, that's the, the matchups there in Great Iron Victoria. Results from uh, week nine was very tight games. Both games down to a touchdown, only scores. So both defenses really amazing in this game. Croydon Rangers. 7-0, the edge, Melbourne Royals. Melbourne's 1-5. What, what an amazing game they played to kind of hold them to seven points. And then you got the Northern Raiders edging the champion uh, Western Crusaders 7-0. This is a rematch of a couple weeks ago where the uh, Raiders defeated uh, Western Crusaders 54-34. to And this time around, it was all defensive game for both sides and no offensive power. So hats off to them. So Crusaders look to bounce back from that loss uh, in week nine, going against Croton, who obviously just edged Melbourne. And you got Geelong against Melbourne. Both both Melbourne and Geelong lost in the last couple weeks. So this is kind of a battle of two winless teams that need a win at this point. We got week 11 still to play in Great Iron Victoria. So two weeks left to play between this week and next week. And that'll be pretty awesome there as well. And then we got Gridiron. Um, in Gridiron, New South Wales, and that was week 11. It's going to be uh, North Sydney edging uh, Central West, 26-6. You had UTS falling to UNSW 38-0, and this past weekend, it's going to, it was UNSW 21-6 over the uh, Central Coast Sharks, and you had 40-20 to victory by Nipping Ducks over the Central West Giants. North Sydney 24 uh, defeated Sydney 24-6. Uh, to at this point. So we got a couple weeks left here in Gridiron, New South Wales. 
we got week 13 and week 14, and then we get ready for the Opal Bowl. So we'll get everything covered for you, all the details at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Fraternal Beauties. Week six in the Italian League does not happen for another week, so they take uh, literally a bye week this next week. And then November 23rd, it is the Pirates taking on United Roma, and then the underdogs will be taking on Seaman uh, Milano. The playoffs there, uh, semifinals don't start until December, and the finals not until January. So a lot of action to cover. We'll get you uh, caught up with um, FFX Mexico, uh, Liga del Pacifico, as well as Lexfa at the hub at facebook.com forward slash great interviews. All right, guys, so this is it. Uh, go to the hub. Go to the uh, Zazzle shop. 40% off ends on the 13th. So go there now. Use the code cards and more. So shout out to uh, Jennifer Garrett for coming in. Move the ball. Hashtag move the ball. And then uh, shout out to Shelly uh, Shelly Hewitt, a longtime pioneer and awesome, awesome player for the uh, Jacks, Dixie Blues, and the North Pole of Puma. And we might see her in the WNSC 2020 with the Florida Avengers. So we'll see if that happens. So for uh, the absent, uh, Holly Custis, Mackenzie Brooks, and thanks to um, Luis Bean for coming in. Uh, this is Oscar Lopez saying we'll catch you here for $2.99. Don't forget to share our podcast right here on Block Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, and on our heart. Have a great night, everybody.